resident engineering challenges and lighting specialist to our residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by John Siaka, co-owner of Custom Theater and Audio in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. John is a very good friend and one of the most entertaining writers in the AV integration trade press. He's not only a fellow member of the No Shirts Club, which we talked about the last time you were on, but he's also just the third person to serve as a two-time guest on this podcast. John, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the Two Timers Club. <laughs> Jeremy, I could not miss a chance to join the Two Timers Club, so I'm well, happy to be here. It's a very exclusive group so far. Michael Heiss and Alex Caposalatro are both twice uh, guests on the, the podcast. Unfortunately, unlike um, when we had the Five Timers Club on Saturday Night Live, nobody is here to greet you into the club and present you with your membership card and smoking jacket. So you might have to take care of that yourself. That's right. You guys you were kind enough to, to send me the card ahead of time. I got my two timers <laughs> card right here. Uh, yes. Valid all around. You want to go? And I've got uh -huh. the the, uh, the blazer, which I'll put on. Uh, yeah, this is a reason member. for people to watch the video portion of the podcast. Because <laughs> that's this right. Is, this, this is, is this is a psych egg. Um, this is comedy gold. <laughs> here we go. I've got the look at this. My two look timers. At the, the number two badge. on the crest. That's right. There. Yes. So, that is well, well yeah. done. You know, the sir. first time on the show, you're a little nervous, but, you know, hopefully you do a good enough job and Jeremy asks you back. And so <laughs> nothing to promote today. And, and no the, movies, but uh, happy to happy no. to be here with. Uh, yes. The third the third time is when you've when you've got a movie. That's to right, promote, you're here you? just to promote a film. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, the last time you were on, we spent uh, a lot and I, I wouldn't say it's too much. I, I, it was a lot of time about Taylor Swift and our fandom. Um, and a bit of Disney to the point of where you're like, I think this podcast is <laughs> a little weird. And I said, Hey, I, I can do what I want. That's right. It's, it's your podcast. podcast. You can do what you want. I think we spent yeah. the perfect amount of time on Taylor Swift and then we moved on. <laughs> I do too. I mean, Hey, it's, we, we're, we're in a pandemic. That's you gotta, it. you gotta find your, 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 uh, happy place. So we did that. And so now, now, now we're just going to, uh, find other esoteric topics that, are not related to residential tech that we can talk about. But I, I do think it's relevant right out of the gate to talk about how weird it's been the past week with getting maybe past 10 to 15 days getting ready for Cedia Expo. There's something we've, we've been looking forward to for so long. In-person Cedia Expo, um, we, you're, you're coming to Indy. I live in Indy. Um, it was going to be very easy for me, as much as I hate travel and social interaction <laughs> or dread it having it in my hometown my backyard it was going to be so much easier and and then first savant cancels their booth because of the uh delta variant which uh i thought at the time wow that might be a little uh little much uh, knee-jerk kind of reaction to this thing it doesn't seem like it's going to be really affecting us but then another company announces and another after that and it just becomes a chain reaction and yet Emerald, who runs the show, hasn't canceled the show. It's just uh, a very much smaller event. And you and I are both planning to be there at this point. And who knows by the time this thing posts, whether we'll still be. <laughs> we might but, hold it but, at your house. Everyone just comes on yeah. to house. Yeah. So, I mean, all joking aside, how, how have you taken this whole thing? It's so weird, isn't it? It is weird. Um, I, you know... I'm at this point, I am still planning on going We're we're for me, I would leave a week from today. Um, so still planning on going. Um, I, I think there's going to be a, obviously a lot of smaller companies there. I mean, I'm certainly disappointed. Um, you know, I try to go to CD and CES every year. Um, obviously missed CD last year because they didn't have it and they didn't have CES in January. So um, it's been a while and I was hoping, you know, it is kind of like a reunion. You get to see friends that you haven't seen for a while. Um, and since we missed all the products at CES in January and, and CD last year, I was hoping to be able to see all the new stuff. Um, so it, it's certainly disappointing. And you just wonder if things maybe if they would have played out a little bit differently, if if Emerald would have been a little proactive and said, hey, look, we're going to we're going to enforce masks. You know, what, if they would have done anything mm -hmm. ahead of time, would that have changed some companies' minds? Um, right. And I don't I don't know that it that it would have. Um, but, uh, you know. 
from my company, Custom Theater and Audio standpoint, I mean, literally almost everybody that we do business with is canceled. Um, right. I mean, certainly the big, big companies, um, you know, the Sonys, the Control 4s, uh, the Snap AVs, uh, Sound Uniteds, um, you know, Lutron. Um, so uh, it's disappointing. But again, I'm, I'm I kind of I, I put a, a tweet out last week like, I'm, you know, this is the you're the little guy. <laughs> and I think you're going to have a chance. I mean, normally at a trade show, I am brushing people off, you know, like <laughs> not to brag, not like, to brag. No, no. <laughs> um, and it's like, you know, now though, it's like, you know what? I do have time. I'm, I, you know, I think um, you, you're going to be able to spend time. Maybe you'll discover the things that you hadn't seen before. And I think really for the little companies where it maybe doesn't cost you that much to attend this, um, you know, you're right. not bringing in a million dollar booth. You're not bringing in a hundred people. Um, you, it might be successful for them, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm. It, it 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 remains to be seen. You know, will the thing feel like a ghost town? Um, right. You know, it's it's kind of similar. When I was young, you know, we talked about Disneyland. I'm going to bring Disneyland again. When I was was young, um, we lived really near Disneyland, California, and um, I can remember, you know, when we when we would plan trips there, I would have these like stress dreams that we would be the only one in the park, and like as as much as that sounds like it would be great. You know, it, part part of being around the people that are into it is what makes it fun and exciting. And, you know, yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, it, it's going to feel so weird if you're, you know, like the only person walking up and down an aisle. Um, it'll have a depressing feeling to it. So I'm hopeful that people yeah. come, uh, especially, you know, local people. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. Um I, I will say I am going to be covering the show for the daily and for your old publication, you know, residential systems. Um, mm -hmm. If, if they weren't generously helping me to get out there, I, I don't know that I would go. Um, so, yeah. I mean, full disclosure, you know, I'm they're They're kind of, you know, I've got, I've got work to do there on the daily and, and that, and I'm hoping I can meet some, you know, people for reviews. I've already got several meetings lined up, you know, products that I have in for review where they're excited to see me. Um, and you know, it's nice to, to, to meet approval. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I was going to mention that, that, uh, that, that you've got two hats, basically one is your, your day job, which is as a custom integrator. And, and you spoke to me a while back with the cancellations and you were speaking as the integrator saying, well, my, my big companies aren't going to be there. Like you just said. And, and I thought, well, don't forget, you can find small stories there too, as a reporter, as a you know, reviewer and that type of thing. But I, I'm obviously in that focus where you give me 20 companies and, uh, you know, it's a lot more pressure to talk to those 20 companies, but each one of those potentially could be a story sure. lead uh so from a press standpoint it's great but that's they're not doing it for us they yeah. we're we're an add-on uh to why they they go to the trouble and expense of a trade show these manufacturers and they really want their dealers and potential dealers to be there it, it will be uh, uh a bit uh sad if folks can't come in and and aren't motivated to be there because it is just maybe under a hundred companies or so just guesstimating at and this it point. is i mean you know the expense for for a lot of companies is real i mean it's a few thousand dollars um and the other i mean we're so busy right now i mean we're actually for mm -hmm. the first time ever turning work away um huh. so you know, not only are you, you know, the expense of going there, you're, you're basically limiting or shutting down operations, you know, depending on how, how many people you can leave behind. Yeah. So it is, I mean, it's a real cost and it's like, you know, for the integrator, you've got to really weigh, you know, how worth it is me to, to, to go and seek out these small companies or whatever. So I, I don't know, everybody's got to make their own decision. And I, I, I get that. Um, and I know we, yeah. we talked about this. I mean, your, your girls are a little bit older than mine. I have a five-year-old who's not eligible for the vaccine. So, you know, really above yeah. the, the overarching concern for me is, you know, if it was just, if I was just flying to Indianapolis to hang out with you for the week, you know, that, that would right. be worthwhile, but you know, what possibly might I bring back home? Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you have to weigh in this and, you know, everybody's got to make their own decision. So. Right. Well, well at this point, um, I'm going to read from a list, which is my, my schedule. I I'm, I'm amazed that I have two, um, almost full days of, of scheduled meetings. Uh, the third day, not at all. From the beginning, even before the cancellation started, no one wanted to schedule on Friday. <laughs> I think there's something about the layout of the show uh, being Wednesday through Friday that 
no one wanted to be there on Friday. It's very strange, but now it, it's perfect because I didn't have to really shift much around. But I, I have here. Here's who I am seeing who, the c- types of companies that are still hanging in there, and for various reasons, I guess size or proximity to the show. Um, Hunter Douglas, we we know them well. The Shades, Origin, who you know Jeremy Burkhart's uh, company. Who, who will be the last company standing if everybody else cancels. It determined. will burn down around the origin booth and he will be there with music rocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, uh, ambisonic systems. I'm not really that familiar with, um, Irem, which is, uh, kind of loosely, uh, used to be kind of affiliated with origin, but is that, uh, mount company for, for, uh, iPads, Wisa, which is an association for wireless home theater. I'm just going to tack them real quick. Audio Control, Dtools, Leon, Screen Innovations, Masonite, which is a new brand to me, SureCall, MSE, which is Phase Tech, and a couple others, Kaleidoscape, your favorite, um, Modus VR, uh, which is always intriguing. Um, and that's day one. Day two, I've got DMF Lighting, which is that category that's starting to, to pick up. And I just think that, wow, we're, we're a lighting company at Cedia. We're not going to cancel. Um, <laughs> And so I've got uh, Alterco Robotics, um, Sieverts and Screens, Blonder Tongue, the worst name ever, but uh, from the commercial AV side, entering into Resi. Uh, Black Dove, really cool product that I'd love to talk to you about. Um, Z-Wave and Platinum Tools. So a little thinner on day two, but uh, still a lot going on there. How about that Black Dove? Do you, do you, uh, did you read the release is on them the, from the uh, Castro? Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah, I'm interested to see that. I mean, I, I still, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of old school. Like to me, a, a TV on the wall is not ugly. Um, I know a lot of people like right. to have that. I mean, I guess if, if I had, a you know, a significant amount of disposable income to have a digital art, right. I, I guess I'd have to see it. I've not seen it in person. I think that, that, that really makes all the difference. Well, it, what's different about this than your traditional, um, like Samsung, the wall kind of scenario um, is it's really not about hiding a TV. It's truly like a digital artwork kind of scenario. Um, where and it the can't, photo uh, I saw, unlike the wall, though, it can't be a TV, I don't think. Or um, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think it's truly just like a in, interior design element. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It, it seemed intriguing, but obviously for just a very specific client. And, I think and you that's do one of those things you kind of you kind of have to see it in person. And you know, it's like you sure. know, some things they don't make sense until you see it, and it's like, wow, I now I get it. Um, yeah. You know, some things are you know experiential. You just you you can't describe it or even show it in pictures. You know, you have to see it, and so maybe that's one of those things. I'm I am familiar with it. We're not, you know, in uh, Myrtle Beach area, we're not doing super high in digital lifestyle wall installations yet. Yeah. Um, but man, I welcome it. <laughs> if somebody wants to want, I want to help them get it. Um, yeah, well, it's a fun, fun thing to maybe write about. Yeah, and for sure. Just learn about. So, what about um, your favorite? Like I said, Kaleidoscape. Um, you, you've got to be so familiar with everything about them, but yet you always kind of like to touch base with them in person at a show. So, I what, do, what actually, do you get out of it in person with them? Well, um, a few things this time. Um, they recently had um, a, a fairly big change. I mean, recently within the past, I don't know, six months maybe. Um, the company co-founder um, who, who um, I've had the most dealings with over the years, um, Chena Srinivasan, he kind of stepped down from the CEO role and they brought in a new um, CEO, a, a gentleman named Taylor. Um, and mm-hmm. Taylor is actually coming from the the customer side, he was a Kaleidoscape customer, um, and he was a CEO of a Fortune 50 company. Um, and he joined the board and then became CEO. So I'll, um, I, I've spoken to him a few times, but we'll be meeting him for the first time. Um, they also have a new marketing um, person, Norma. Um, have not have not met her. So um, I have a morning meeting with them. Actually, w- way back when we made this schedule, and then I just touched base again, like, hey, you know, are we still on? Um, and, um, so they have a lot of new people in the marketing department. Um, another guy named Josh, who I've worked with at Dolby and another gentleman named Brett, um, who's trying to bring a lot of excitement to the, the brand and awareness. So meeting, meeting that team. And again, just kind of refreshing that relationship with new people. Um, they have said that they're going to have new product at the show. So that's always exciting. And I, I will tell, I have no idea what that product is. They are very tight. Okay. Um, 
with, with China, he would usually give me some look into what was going to happen, but um, I, I haven't, I don't have that relationship with the new folks yet. Um, so I, they, they say they're going to have some new product and also they're going to have some um, of the uh, Sony hundred inch panels in their booth. So if you wanted to see mm. the big Sony hundred inch uh, Kaleidoscape, I think is going to have two of them maybe. So, um, you know, what do I get out of that? Again, it's a lot of CDF for me from the writing side is touching base. It's like, you know, yeah. keeping your yourself in front of people. And it's like, hey, you know, and, and sometimes a lot of the things are, you know, as you know, it can be spontaneous. Like, ah, hey, I, you know, I just thought of this. You'd be a great to, to do this. And it's like, you know, um, for me as a reviewer, you know, something I see, it's like, hey, look, that that would be a great product review. Let's set it up. And it's a great time to do it, you know. Um, it's almost like the homeowner buying phase. They're, they're in a, they're in a position and a mindset to make deals there and to make things happen. And, um, so it's, it's really, it, it's good for that. But, um, a, a lot of it is if not new product, just, you know, reestablishing relationships. Hey, you know, how are you doing? Um, you know, I'm still here. Um, you know, how are things well, you, going? You were, um, notorious for finding a way to talk about Kaleidoscape in your articles <laughs> as often as possible. And I didn't fault you for it because it's a really cool product, but it's, it's really evolved over the years. Obviously it had, had that terrible stretch of lawsuits about, you know, um, the studio, um, relationships and that got all worked out, um, after just a lot of effort. But wh what do you see? What, what's the pro how, how would you describe the product now? The way it currently exists. Uh, and I mean, definitely like it would be it. it would be like 2.0 for sure. I mean, they have completely moved away from disc-based, um, which you know they were founded on managing disc-based collections. And I mean, don't want to rehash it, but it wasn't a lawsuit with the studios. It was the DVD CCA. Um, it was oh, the, right. the, sure, the, sure. the copying of the uh, of DVDs, but. They really ultimately felt like they they couldn't move forward as a company with that kind of hanging over their head. Um, and what it did, it is it affected some of their studio relationships. So they they settled that, and in the settling of that, they agreed to, to no longer Im import DVDs and content. However, as part of that, anybody that owned a system that was grandfathered in, if you if you bought a mm -hmm. system that could that could import DVDs and Blu-rays, you retained that right. So, you know, everybody, and then, you know, going forward, they didn't. So now um, they have the largest digital marketplace for, for movies. Um, and I, I mean, I'm going to get the, the number wrong, but it's something like 13,000 titles and the most 4K HDR titles in Dolby Atmos, full losses like a disc-based. So um, I have to say, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a disc. Um, you know, mm -hmm. if I want to, if I want to watch a new movie now, um, I, I download it from the Kaleidoscape store, um, because I don't have to worry about, you know, managing discs. I mean, you can kind of say over here in this blue cabinet, I'm in kind of this equipment test room that I have, it's filled with 4k Blu-ray discs and, mm -hmm. you know, to watch them, I've got to, you know, sort through them, pull it out. It's a hassle. So, um, you know, you can download it with a high speed connection. You can, you can download a full, you know, hundred gig movie in like, 10 minutes if your connection mm. is fast enough. I mean, it takes me about 45 minutes, but still not a long time. Um, and then the, the other big thing that they just added is um, rentals. So now you can rent a title, um, even a premium rentals like the, the PVOD stuff. So um, actually tonight, my wife and I are going to watch Stillwater, which um, is a PVOD title. Um, rent it, get it in full resolution. You have it for 48 hours and then it, it just disappears from your system. So um, it, it is still... Um, more of a, it's a premium product. Um, I, I think the, mm -hmm. the Strato, the entry level one sells for 6,000, but for the guy that's okay. putting together, you know, a t 10, 15, $20,000 home theater. Um, if you want the highest content, you know, it's like you, you wouldn't buy a pair of really nice speakers and really nice amplifiers and then plug an iPod into it and play MP3s. And that's kind of the same right. thing. You know, wh why have all this really high end stuff and feed it, you know, compress video. And honestly, what I noticed the difference, and I'm, you know, we're, we was, <laughs> episode one was about Taylor. So this is the Kaleidoscape episode, I guess. Um, wh what I noticed is not so much the picture quality being better. It's the audio. Um, the audio mm -hmm. is so much the, 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 the true HD lossless audio is so much, has so much more impact than, you know, the, the Dolby digital plus streamed audio. Um, and when right. you're talking to home theater experience where people might have invested six figures, you know, the strato is a small price to pay to make sure that you're getting the best out of it. You know, like putting, you know, the racing fuel in your Ferrari, you know, it, it, you're, you're making sure it's going to run its best. So, you know, I, 
the the customer who who has slow internet doesn't want to be stuck with you know buffering streaming doesn't want to worry about hey this title's not on Netflix anymore it's gone you know it's like Cloudscape is perfect you buy it you own it it's yours um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to introduce at the show I mean I would love to see a lower cost product um, you know right. I, I, I but again um, I don't know I so mean, that's been the truth what what is the limit on okay obviously you're a sports fan, you want to watch sports, you want to have a streaming device of some sort or a cable or satellite option. Um, but for someone who just says, uh, I'm really just a movies and you know archive TV kind of guy, I don't really need to watch sports or any news on TV, would there be a limit on maybe the various apps with exclusive deals? Is that about the only thing, like a Disney Plus only type of well, option. Well, I, I think we're, I mean, we're in a place now, it's like, I mean, there's such a schism on how you find content. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I subscribe to five or six different things, but there's still things yeah, that too. I can't get because, you know, it's like, this is exclusively on Paramount Plus, or this is exclusively on CBS Max or whatever they did it, you know, so... Um, there is lots there's of no stuff. There's no perfect I mean, one solution. There's no one solution. And honestly, I, I think that's going to be the next thing and will be like an umbrella app. Um, you know, mm-hmm. somebody will bring everybody together. You know, you'll pay a hundred dollars a month and you'll have everybody and you, you, you mm-hmm. know, it'll, it'll search cross platform. It'll show you, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I said I was not going to subscribe to one more thing. And then my wife and I got hooked on Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, on, on a Apple TV and it's like, gosh, it's so cheap four ninety five a month. You know, it's like, right. and you barely, it's like, you know, you're being, you know, we used to be nickel and dime. Now we're five to 10. Um, <laughs> and it's like, but you know, so, um, it, it we're in a time where if you, if you want to watch a certain show, there's no, there's no one thing that will do all of that. Um, certainly, you know, like a streamer, like a Roku or an Apple 4k TV, mm-hmm will give you the ability to add all of those apps. Um, and, you know, Kaleidoscape is, is not going to cover that stuff. Um, and right. if they had a, if they had a weak part in their library, I mean, their, their TV, the amount of TV series that you can purchase through them is, is not that great. Um, so okay. um, if, if there, if it's a movie content and there's, there's tons and tons and tons, you probably would find what you wanted if it was available and, you know, um, in the digital domain, but you know, if you want to watch a specific TV series, specifically TV or or a original streaming content, um, then you're going to probably have to subscribe to that specific thing. Like, I don't think you right. can get you know, like Wandavision per se. I don't think you're going to get that anywhere else but Disney Plus. Um, right. And if if you want to watch that, you're subscribing to Disney Plus. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that makes it complicated for customers because, you know, it's like they wanted, was like, well, how do I get this? Where do I find this? And it's like, well, you know, you need to subscribe to this and now you subscribe to it. And it, you know, it can be frustrating in a way, but, um, I, I think what it's really killing is the cable provider. You know, why am I going to pay mm-hmm. in our area? It's, um, Spectrum or another company, HTC. Why am I going to pay these guys, you know, a hundred plus dollars a month where really my, the stuff I'm watching on broadcast TV is so limited. Um, right. and you know, you'd think they'd read the room, but God, they just keep the, they, they keep raising rates on people. It's like you, you keep mm-hmm. pushing people away and making harder to do business with them instead of now's the time. It's like, Hey, look, come on back. You know, we were kinder, gentler. It, it, it's not. Yeah. So. Yeah. When the boomers start inquiring about streaming, um, over the top complete options, like I have not quite a boomer, but well, yeah, I can see it as my uncle who. He, he's always been sort of like end attack a little bit, but for a while, that's all we talked about was, are you switching? Are you getting, he'd call it a Roku for some reason, but he's like, you think I can just do all, get rid of my cable? I'm like, yeah, I think so. Let me try it out for a little while and make sure. And and I told him it was good, good to go with, I, I, I was sold on the Hulu live um, package because I still wanted to make it look like cable as much as possible when I wanted it. And, um, but uh, anyway, I think I think the, the writing's on the wall for those cable companies because once the old demographic that doesn't want hassle and um, is just tired of paying for all that extra stuff they don't use, that once they flip the switch, it, it's kind of turned. Not there's no turning back. Yeah. But, well, I'm sure you see uh, it with your girls. It's like mm-hmm. my my older daughter Lauren. Um, she'll be 15 in November. She never watches tv tv i mean we have dish yeah mine either never i mean 
tons of stuff like on you know youtube or she she does like mm-hmm. disney plus or netflix my youngest daughter audrey who's five almost exclusively youtube um mm-hmm. you know and it's like they, we're raising a generation of kids that don't care about cable tv at all right and mm-hmm. you know god that's got to be terrifying for the you know the tv <laughs> providers but you know what the the one hole that they do have is you know for most people they're still the internet service provider um, right. Yeah. So, you know, that they still have that touch. I mean, if, if we get to a point where they roll out, you know, free Internet, whatever, whatever that would look like, I mm. mean, it, it, it would be over for them. You know, it's just it's exactly what we saw happen with telephone. You know, when I started working with Custom Theater and Audio in 1998, we would pull, you know, 15 phone runs in a house. I mean, it was a huge mm. deal. It's like one by you know, one by each side of the bed, one in every room. And it was, it was a huge part of our, of our pre-wire package was, was telephone lines. Um, and over the years it would scale back and it's like, well, I still got to have one here and I got to have one. And now I, I can't tell you the last time we pulled a phone line. I mean, we just, mm-hmm. we're not pulling phone lines in modern houses. Um, sure. it, people will have cell phones. And in fact, you know, most people tell you, it's like, Oh God, no. The only people that call me is telemarketers. I, you know, I don't want a phone right. call. Um, so, I mean, I, that was, that was like the first stranglehold that the, that the providers lost and they're going to lose it mm-hmm. with cable TV. And if they lose it with internet, I mean, w- they have nothing left to do. Um, yeah. so, I mean, again, I, I you know, I would, uh, not invest long on <laughs> the cable company stock futures. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, but I, I again, our, our generation of kids could care less about cable TV. Totally agree. Hey, we'll continue with our conversation uh, with John Siaka after the break. Founded in 2005 by a team of highly skilled audio veterans, Wet Sounds is an award-winning Texas-based marine audio company bringing a level of performance, style, and durability unparalleled in the audio industry. Wet Sounds is proud to introduce you to the Venue Series 110-volt, 1200-watt, four-channel amplifier system. The VS-1200 amplifier was specifically designed to power Venue Series products while utilizing a 110-volt power source. Included is the VS-LS-ENC, a purpose-built landscape enclosure designed to house the Wet Sounds VS-1200 amp with a plug-and-play media center in harsh outdoor environments. Learn more, visit wetsounds.com. Welcome back. I'm talking with AV industry writer and co-owner of custom theater and audio, John Siaka in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm Residential Tech Today, Executive Editor uh, Jeremy Glowacki. I almost forgot my own name. (laughs) You forgot also the newest Um, member of the Two Timers Club, Jeremy. And the newest (laughs) member, of course. Um, So uh, we were were talking about cable and things like that. Um, What is the best option for you as an integrator to make that varied app scenario if you get kaleidoscape in this situation as well a perfect client um make that an elegant interface for them i know the kaleidoscape itself is an elegant interface but for them just to turn on their tv and be able to go to either their streaming device their cable their satellite and their kaleidoscape without a lot of fiddling around with the remote yeah um what do you well i mean I, I, there, there's probably more elegant ways of doing it, but again, we, we have our, our, um, control solutions are control four or a URC. Um, and we would just, it, it's an activity on the remote control, you know, it, which would be like, you know, watch Kaleidoscape or watch Apple 4k or, you know, watch dish, whatever, whatever that would be, um, mm-hmm. is just to, you know, get them into that interface as easy as possible. I mean, fortunately, once you've made that decision with, you know, with both Kaleidoscape or Apple TV, you're really into a, a basically an up, down, left, right, inner control scheme. Um, so once you're, you're in there, you know, you're presented with their screens and pretty easy to get around. Um, a lot of um, televisions now, I mean, I, I know specifically Sony and LG, um, they make it really easy to jump into whatever app you want to um in in the tv also I, i'm pretty sure that roku does it as well where if they want it on the remote control i mean i could give them a way to jump right into disney plus apple tv netflix and it would just be an activity could have the nice company icon or whatever so it's easily identifiable the only thing with that is is that you can get into a really cluttered you know screen of all these different choices you know or if you had 
10 different streaming options on there instead of just go to Apple TV. It just depends on the client and, and the kind of access that they're wanting. Um, but right. it's pretty easy to differentiate. It's like, hey, look, when you want to watch something like Netflix or Apple TV or Disney Plus, you, you go to this thing. When you want to watch your movie library and collection, you go to this thing. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty easy one for people to, to pick up. It's not too complicated. Right, right. So um, one of the things that as a magazine editor, uh, I, I'd contend with is trying to look for the next category that we're really interested in talking about because you, you end up talking audio and video and and it's fun to talk about new speakers or new resolutions on tvs but there's only so much you can make that stretch over a year and then you start all over and start talking about it again and it's updates and things but when there's a new category of interest in custom integration such as the lighting fixture category suddenly being a thing or um for a while this goes a while a way back, but just the evolution of lighting control to shades control and having motorized shades and other things that are more interesting to just have mixed in with things. Um, we talked about that black dove video art. Um, there are some weird companies like, um, well, not necessarily weird, but automated doors and things like that at Cedia that we're looking at. Maybe, um, what are, what are some of these, weird categories that you've observed or curious about or just like i i don't see us doing that type <laughs> of thing because it's just not our thing yeah well again we're i live in myrtle beach so i i wouldn't say we're like a tier one market um right so uh, you know things kind of trickle in to us um so some of this some of the more you know cutting edge type things people might bring to us like the, the desire for it's like, you know, I, I move, we, we get a lot of people move down here from up North. I mean, a lot of people, mm. New York, New Jersey, Ohio, um, you know, but a lot of times they're cashing out and moving down here to, to live a, a more simplified life. But, you know, mm. sometimes they'll, they'll say, Hey, I had this in my house and I really liked it. Or, you know, I'd heard about this up there. So we're, we're not generally on the cutting edge of pushing things um, here um, we do a lot of lighting control, a lot of shades. Um, my business mm -hmm. partner, Alan, he just specced a house out last week where it's going to have like almost 50 shades in it, um, which is just insane. Um, yeah. so people, I mean, that's something that, that might be, um, really huge in other markets. It's beginning to become really huge here where people now they've, we've, we've done enough installs and people have experienced it enough times where they're, where they're asking about that. So shading, okay. while it's not a new category per se, it's becoming it's becoming a, a more popular category here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, smart doorbells, we do a ton of those. I mean, you know, sure. it's a cheap and easy install, but again, it can lead into other things. Or, you know, if it's a control four system, it, you know, they now have a, a really nice, their, their chime to integrate mm -hmm. into that. So we, we're, we're doing a lot of that. So that's almost like a de facto thing on a job now. Um, or we're doing, you know, smart light, like a lot of ring floodlight cameras. Uh, it's a, it's mm. a relatively inexpensive upgrade that people really like, you know? Um, so those are things that, that we do a lot of, we haven't, we haven't done any of the kind of human centric lighting. Um, my yeah. partner, Alan, he's, what got me into this was home theater. Um, I, I that's my passion and my love. Um, I'm not gonna say the lighting got Alan into this business, but he loves doing yeah. lighting. Um, it's homeworks, oh, okay. in, homeworks interactive systems. He loves it. I mean, the, the way that I would be, get excited about laying out a Dolby Atmos dedicated home theater, Alan gets excited about going over electrical plans and doing a homeworks interactive system. He just loves it. And mm -hmm. I, I really like, again, I was hoping that he could have a chance at Cedia um, to go through and really see the Lutron Ketra um, presentation, because I think that's, again, one of those things that doesn't come across on paper the way that it does experience it in, in real life. And I feel like yeah. if, if he could experience it, he would get it. And then, then I think we could, we could sell it and integrate it. Um, I just turn all the lighting jobs over to him. You know, it's not an interest to mm -hmm. me. So if somebody has got a big lighting project, I'm like, you know what, let me let you be with Alan. He's, he's got the passion for it. Um, and if somebody says Kaleidoscape, you know, he, <laughs> you know, he calls mm. me out. Um, so, you, you know, um, you know, as you mentioned the smart doors that like Masonite or something like that is the company. Something yeah. Like that. Um, it, it, at first blush, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that, that we would get involved with, but maybe so. I mean, I could totally, you know, it, it, it's, it's got a built in, you know, camera and smart door lock and it's got a power and internet. I mean, it's got all these things built into it. Um, 
it's certainly a category we never thought of. Um, yeah. But again, you know, why not? You know, it's like it, it, mm-hmm. it hits all the things that, that people want to do. Um, and again, I think if you can see it, I just know that, you know, a door, most doors, people are really specific about, you know, and a lot of jobs, you know, a lot of our job, the doors are being custom made, you know, for that job, mm-hmm. big door, weird shape, special color, special heart, you know. So I don't know, you know, again, I certainly, you know, we, we've done some jobs where the doors are, you know, well in excess of $20,000. And it's like, wow. I, I certainly don't want to mess up on that. And, you know, it's like, well, no, nah, that's not what I wanted. Um, so right. I don't know. It's like, I, I did, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they have to offer. Um, you know, and maybe it's the kind of thing that, that we don't sell as an integrator, but it's like, Hey, we, you know, we recommend it from the door guy. And it's like, Hey, it, this is going to work with our stuff. You know, maybe you consider doing this and, you know, give him a good sale, but, and we get something nice to integrate in the project. So again, that's the kind of thing that you can see like you know, kind of these new guys you hadn't seen before at the show uh, that maybe it'll make more sense when I see it in person. How much do you depend on specialists um, in a new home project where you're doing integration, such as uh, obviously electricians working with them on the electrical part of the lighting control? If it's a really embedded lighting control, it seems like a obvious thing. But for instance, with my local integrator, when we did the HVAC control for the for the control four system, they had an HVAC um, partner come in and do that install because they said there are just too many things that can go weird with, yeah. with HVAC systems. Yeah. Are you like that too? Yeah, totally. I mean, we used to, I mean, you would think, God dang it, a thermostat, there's only like eight wires and they're all color coded. Right. Um, but inevitably, you know, if you mess it up, you can, you can blow up the compressor in their unit, which, you know, the $200 thermostat you were selling now turned into a $7,000 thing you blew up. <laughs> so we, right. we stopped installing those. I, I mean, a long time ago, it just wasn't okay. worth it to us to, to potentially mess something up. And we're not thermostat experts, you know? Sure. So typically the homeowner will have an HVAC company that they're working with. Um, and, mm-hmm. or if it's, if it's a new build, there'll, there'll be somebody on there. So, um, we don't have one that we like an HVAC company per se that we recommend because okay. generally the homeowner has one that they're working with. And, you know, a lot of, especially HVAC specifically, a lot of the smarter modern units, they're being designed where they won't work with a third party thermostat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the first thing we we're asked, like, Hey, you know, ask your HVAC company, will it work with a third party thermostat? And if the answer is yes, then we, we, we've got a solution. If the answer is no, and you've got to use your, you know, carrier infinity, you know, thing, then there's nothing we can do about it. Um, yeah. Electricians, again, you're kind of, the electrician is on the job. The builder has an electrician he's yeah. going to use. And, and you, you just do your best to try to help them understand what you're trying to do. And like any mm-hmm. trade, some of them get it really quickly. Some of them have done it before, especially, you know, if you, you know, we have specific builders that we do lots of work with and they generally use the same trades. And so, you know, kind of you bring them up to speed over jobs and then it's like, oh, okay, we're doing Lutron again. Okay. You know, I got it. Um, it, it, yeah. it, it can be painful other times, you know, where you come back and it's mm-hmm. like, man, I, you know, I told you I just needed power. It's like, so, you know, sometimes it's, it, it it's tough. You know, we went to one house, a, a builder I'd done work with over and over again. And um, he, thought he understood the lighting and totally to understand it. He put metal boxes all throughout the house, which would kill the transmission of the, you know, the way that the wireless devices communicate with each mm. other. And I'm like, man, yeah. you, you can't do that. It's like, it's not going mm-hmm. to work. And, you know, you, you should have asked me about what you wanted to do because all of this isn't done right. I mean, we could have done it so much better. And so again, sometimes, you know, you, you think you do it, you know, you think you've got them trained and they just, you know, you, you teach them to fish and then they go and drive the boat into the water and they sink. <laughs> um, so um, it, it is, you know, um, but we do have electricians like if it's an upfit, we, you know, if it's onesie, twosie switches, if somebody wants to like do a retrofit, we'll put yeah. in onesies or twosies. You know, that's not a big deal. Um, we're, we're doing a job um, now where um, we, we did it with one homeowner and he put in 45 switches and then a new homeowner bought the house and he wants to put in another 45 switches. Um, we, we're, I mean, again, we'll, we'll recommend an electrician to come put the switches in. I mean, it's, I'm, it, mm-hmm. um, we're not, you know, it would take us, you know, we're not skilled and quick at doing that. 
um, you know, we, right. we're, our, our time is more is better spent elsewhere. Let an electrician mess with that many. So, you know, typically we'll, you know, we'll recommend somebody for things like that because generally they might not have an electrician that they're working with. It's a new house or it's, a, it's an existing yeah. house and they just need something added. So we'll have electricians that would say, hey, look, this guy knows how to put them in. You might want to give him a call. Um, you know, but if you got your own guy you want to work with, I'm happy to 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 work with him and talk about it. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that you're turning business away for the first time that you can remember, uh, having to do that. Um, obviously the, the pandemic has just driven the market of upgrades to homes crazy, you know, it's through the roof and, uh, it's been great for our industry. It's been great for builders and, and developers and, um, renovators, but, uh, or renovation people. So what are you seeing? Uh, is it stuff like, uh, ring doorbell type uh, installations like yeah. a lot of small ones that you're having to turn away yeah or? and again um you know we alan started our company in 1995 and i joined him in 98 um and so we have you know 20 almost 30 years of existing clients um i mean hmm. next to my desk at work i have five filing cabinets that are like five feet tall and i don't know three feet deep packed with files of customers that we've done work for so we are constantly getting calls from existing clients to do stuff. Mm. Um, so, you know, what we've started turning away is the guy, I bought a TV at Costco. I bought a TV at Walmart. Um, you know, okay. I got, I have this stereo system I didn't buy from you. Could you come hook it up? Basically, mm. we're, we, we've had it, we've triaged things um, that if we didn't sell it to you or you're not an existing customer, um, we're, we're not going to carve in a time in our schedule to come and install the TV that you bought at Costco. Um, right. And I mean, again, I, I hate to do it, you know, because we really feel like once we get our foot in the door, they're, they're going to be a customer and they'll call us back for the next thing. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, our schedule, we're booked out over a month right now. And so if I, if I start putting in these things a month from now for these TV installs and just little service call things, I'm not going to have room for the guy who's coming and building a house. I'm not going to have room for the guy that wants to buy a TV from us and have us hang it, you know? So, um, for now we've, we've just kind of triaged those things to like, we're only going to do work with a, a, a you know, you, you, you've done years worth of business with us. You bought a TV elsewhere and you want us to come and hang it. We'll, 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 we would still do that, but you've yeah. never done business with us. You bought a TV at Costco. You just come to somebody to hang the TV. Uh, unfortunately, we're not that, you know, and it's funny, you know, not, maybe not funny. Um, we try to be as diplomatic as possible. Uh, we got this mm -hmm. really, you know, ugly Facebook comment. I call these guys, they didn't have time for me, you know, don't do business with them. And I'm, you know, like basically just said, you know, sir, it's like, you know, I told you we're not hanging TVs for people that, you know, purchase elsewhere right now. I'm, I'm sorry. We're just yeah. taking care of customers. And it's like, you know, you're, you're, people are going to be mad one way or the other, but you know, I, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather make our customers happy. Um, you know, than the guy who didn't even think about getting a TV from us. Um, and even, you know, I, I had one gentleman we've done a lot of work with, um, and you know, he, he wanted an 83 inch, um, OLED TV and my price was within $50 of what he could have got it from somebody else. And I'm like, look, you know, also long story short, if you don't buy it from us, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to, to install it for you right now. Yeah. He decided to get it elsewhere. It's like, okay, you know, it's like, you know, you've, you, you see who your friends are, I guess. I know. And, um, you know, that's okay. You know, um, mm -hmm. we, we, maybe we didn't need that sale anyhow. So, um, but yeah, you know, again, we, we, we certainly try to make room for any of the big jobs. I'm, I'm seeing a, a ten twelve thousand $12,000 pre-wire job on Thursday. And, you know, the, the big question is, God, when, when are we going to fit that in? And we're constantly, you know, uh, we call it scheduling Jenga. You know, who can I move mm. to here? You know, what can I place out here? And, you know, anybody in this industry knows, you know, you, you try to plan your schedule out, but it's, you know, no uh, contact survives the, you know, what, what, no battle survives first contact. You know, everything's, every plan is good till you get punched in the face. And, you know, yeah. it's like, you've got to have that. That thing, it's like, you know, you'll get the five o'clock call. Uh, yeah, I'm not ready for you guys to come tomorrow. I need to cancel. And it's like, okay. Mm. So, you know, you always have these little things that you can try to move around or, you know, right. we, we had last week, um, was supposed to do a, um, a, another thing that's really new for us or, or getting big down here is, um, outdoor screens, like bug screens, um, bugs are oh, really yeah. bad. So we use a company called phantom screens had a big phantom screen installed, um, but that's mostly working outdoors and the tropical storm mm -hmm. last week, you know, any outdoor jobs got canceled. 
So it's like, yeah. you know, who, who can we pull from here to move in? Who can we pull from here? And, and honestly, that's where those little TV mounting jobs um, can be really nice to, to like fill in the schedule. Um, mm. So you just um, don't know when you're going to need them. <laughs> you don't know when you're going to need them. Exactly. You know, and again, we, we try to go through the list of, okay, well, here was a guy we told him I couldn't be there for two weeks. You know, could I bump him up? Ooh. You know, so, um, yeah. you know, scheduling is, is always one of those things in this industry. It's fluid and dynamic and uh, you got to be willing to roll with the yeah. punches. And um, sometimes that's hard on the staff too. You know, they come into work prepared to do one thing. And it's like, Hey man, that thing's canceled. Mm. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're doing yeah. this. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so just flipping back to, to your writing a little bit, um, you, you constantly doing product reviews. Have you done anything recently that you thought was a, a fun product to, to try out that may not make it into a job, but just fun to review and yeah, write about? Um, well, again, I've got, uh, y- you know how it was when I was doing reviews for you. Sometimes it's like, man, it, you know, <laughs> it's pulling teeth to get product in sometimes. So yeah. we've really tried to be proactive in getting a stash of stuff in. I mean, you, you got, you know, this is my, like, you know, stuff that's, you know, over here ready to go. Um, I have one product right now. It's by a company called Juke Audio. And again, somebody that's oh, one yeah. of those smaller companies that's going to be at the show. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things that um, I wasn't impressed with it on paper. Um, <laughs> and even at first, you know, it was like, oh, it doesn't do this, doesn't do that. It's like, you now, now it's like I'm kind of living with the simplicity of it. And uh, yeah. I'm, you know, uh, expanding my mind to, okay, this, you know, I can see some applications where this would really work well. So that's one that, that's actually the next review that I'm, I'm going to do. Okay. Um, yeah. I interviewed the, the guy who, the son of the guy that kind of developed that product, the father son team. Um, and it was a cool little story. It's just one of those things that they, they didn't see a solution in their price point to, and that's it. I mean, co- cost per zone, it's super affordable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a really interesting strategy where they only sell one box um, and um, you buy it as a six zone box um, and you unlock it in firmware to be an eight zone box. Um, so there's only mm-hmm. one box. Um, and so, you know, again, it cuts their costs down. Um, and it is, they, they've got a lot of upgrades planned. And it's one of those things, you know, it, it's not what my control force system uh, it's not what a Sonos does. It, you know, it's it, it's certainly right. it's not that. But you know, when you look at a eight zone Sonos system, eight Sonos amps would be like I don't know fifty two hundred dollars, give or take mm-hmm. six hundred and fifty times eight. Um, this thing is like I don't know fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so, you know, again, for, for the guy, it's like, Hey, I, I want distributed audio. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I'm not going to play a hundred different things. You know, it's like, uh, it's a cool product. So that's one that I, I had kind of surprised me on. I didn't expect to be as impressed with it. Um, as, as I was, and I could definitely see applications for it. I also, you know, I used to be really negative on sound bars and I've, I've kind of become the high end sound bar reviewer guy. I've, I I think I've looked at, if not all, I mean, sure, a lot of them. Um, and I was just finishing up a Sony OLED review in the, um, the new, um, A80J. Um, it has a port on the side of the TV that like for the first half of my interview or for first half of my review, all Sony would say is that's for future product. We can't say anymore. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. You know, and then like, okay, now we can talk about that. And it's called like, it's called like center in or something center S in or something. And, okay. um, with their new bar, um, it can actually lift center channel and heights effects up to the TV. So using oh. the TV speaker, you know, to kind of expand the sound stage. And so mm-hmm. I have the, the new Sony bar, but I've been really impressed with it. Um, and there it's called like the HTA 7000. Um, that's their new flagship bar. And they're taking um, an interesting approach on this bar. Um, more how Sonos does it. Doesn't come with a subwoofer. Doesn't come with rear speakers. Those are all a cart items now. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess to, to give you higher performance ultimately, but to hit a price point, you know, up front. Um, so again, that, that's one that, um, I've been really impressed with, um, listening to that one, uh, you know. Yeah. So it's using the TV speakers along with the bar. Along with the bar. Not, not, I mean, so not all of, not everything goes up to the TV. And again, it's only certain TVs and you know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the old, their OLED models use the screen as the speaker. There's actuators that the whole. So, um, it sends some high frequency, like the localizable 
sounds, it puts up there mm-hmm. to give you more height to the presentation. And it does okay. a really nice job of making things feel like you've got a nice big soundstage, but it's still dialogue is coming from the screen. Um, right. So I, it, again, it, it just, you know, if you had a Sony OLED TV, I mean, it's literally, it's a mini jack cable that connects the bar to the TV and, and it enables this mode. Um, yeah. So those are, those are a couple of things that I've got <laughs> um, that are kind of going, sure. you know, other things, you know, always coming. I've started reviewing little mini projectors, which is kind of fun. Um, for outdoor theaters, um, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to show, but like you can see one like that. I'm not sure if you can, there's a little guy up there, uh, that little square box in the corner, that Epson, um, yeah, just a really cool little device. You know, it's like a huge, it was a huge hit with my daughter, Lauren. Um, mm-hmm. I am emphatic. I'm not going to let her have a TV in her room. Um, mm. but when her friends would come over, you know, I let her take it back there. It's got all these streaming apps into it. She would put a 115 inch movie up on her wall and they would sit there and watch movies in her room. Um, you know, we've taken it with us on hotel I and mean, it's just a cool little thing that, um, you know, in, you know, for our industry, the application would be if you're doing an outdoor theater, uh, it's a great, you know, just carry this guy out there, set it in front of a screen, you know, boom, you got an outdoor theater. Um, yeah. So the cool little things like that, you know, again, home theater is always my passion. Um, and I, I mean, certainly love that, but that, that, that tough stuff can actually be difficult to review. I mean, it's, Sure. So many boxes and moving parts, but. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But, you know, yeah, if, if, yeah. if Trinov wants to send the processor, I've got room for it. I'll make spot. <laughs> right. Right. Well, John, hey, we, we've uh, we've talked a lot and I, I look forward to seeing you in person. I hope everything works out for us to see each other here in Indianapolis um, for CDA Expo, even if it's a, just a very small, intimate show and dinner with friends. That's it. Uh, and and we might be able to to go do something uh, non-show related on Friday together. <laughs> We're working on a, a strategy for that, which should be fun if we can get it to, to happen. Um, but thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. Absolutely. Uh, and become part of the two-timers. That's right. <laughs> and I'll be there for the third time <laughs> whenever it rolls around. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 maybe we'll do a post-show thing before people get tired of us uh, yeah, yeah. talking about stuff. <laughs> well, John Siaka is co-owner of Custom Theater and Audio in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and the honorary member of the two-timers club. He, he earned it well today, uh, giving us a lot of insight into the fun stuff he's up to. And uh, it's been great talking to you to John, as usual, a good friend of mine. Um, and and that, that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe and um, find our weekly newsletter. Um, we, we have uh, Tuesdays and Friday uh, newsletters that you can subscribe to. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to um, the digital magazine that's bi-monthly. Until next time. Please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.